Welcome to another episode of I Sit Alone. Um, this is episode three. Um, today is December 7th. Nope, December 4th. Um, yeah, so today is December 4th. It's a Friday. Um, uh, let's start with what I least want to talk about, and that is, um, uh, after last month, uh, struggling with all of these heavy, heavy thoughts about, um, where I was in life, um, where I was with my art, not being able to make anything for the last, uh, 12 months or so, um, in a way I was kind of just in, like, a weird melodramatic rut where everything felt very numb, um, I hadn't really made anything, and I definitely didn't make anything I was proud of for a long while. Um, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic and all this extra stress from 2020, um, but it was uh, pretty difficult. Um, Lots of highs, lots of lows, extremely stressful points in my life, I'd say. not nearly as bad as being homeless though um and that's i think that's mostly because it's the situation in the world adds a different type of weight and um it's not something that i feel directly impedes my mind based on what i've said as a priority for maybe in the last decade, um, and by that I mean, uh, art has always been my number one, um, so it's, it's kind of bizarre where I'm at in my stage of life, um, I think I've said it in the last podcast that, um, it's, it's obvious I don't really have anyone that I can deeply share these thoughts with. Um, I guess you can say, like, to some degree, I don't really have a best friend that I can kind of share these deeper, darker thoughts that I've just always kept to myself over the years. Um, and it's... I guess in a way it's just been bottled up um and this ties back into the neighbor that i spoke about in the last podcast um uh i never really went into detail but when when i met this neighbor i felt like uh at the very first instance, 
I didn't want to share anything about my art. Um, I was outside uh, on the front steps of the apartment complex. It was late at night, election night. I was talking to my neighbor uh, across the way and we were just talking about how the night felt just as eerie as um, the night or one of the following nights of uh, the death of George Floyd and all the protests uh, this summer in 2020. Um, it felt that way during election night and I just kind of wanted to get out of my place. Um, we were talking for a few minutes and it looked like he was sort of getting ready to go to work. He works at uh, a medical place, uh, graveyard shift. Um, I believe assembling medical uh, parts. Uh, and we were just talking about the election and uh, who voted for who and how things were turning out. Uh, as we were talking, this neighbor chick um, kind of creeped out of the side of my view, from what I remember. Um, I really didn't pay attention to her at first, and that's partially because, I mean... I just didn't know her, so I didn't really pay attention towards her, I didn't really face her. Um, we started talking, just sharing overall thoughts about election, um, and then he brought up uh, if she smoked or drank. Um, I remember her distinctly saying that she didn't smoke weed, um, but she smoked cigarettes. Uh, and I think we were maybe out there for 20, 25 minutes, just talking, smoking cigarettes, just about a little bit of everything. And then uh, as we got into more of uh, what she does for fun, which was painting, um, we went back to her place. So the three of us went to her place. Um, which was one of the buildings kitty-cornered from where I was living in my apartment. Um, same group of apartment complexes that shared the same parking lot. So uh, she is my neighbor, but she's not really my neighbor, I guess you'd say. Um, and she started showing us some of her paintings. Um, most of them were really heavy in anatomy. Um, and then there are a few that she was uh, kind of just painting in layers. Um, I would say as if she was still brainstorming her thoughts. Uh, but it turned out that some of her paintings she was looking to transition from a sketchbook. Um, which is kind of interesting because when I think about the stuff I do and stuff I have been doing for the last almost 10 years. 
uh, when I sketch, that's the purpose of the sketch. I don't really turn it into something else, like a final image or anything, usually. Um, and so, I'd say that because of that, I started to recognize a few things. Um, I, at first, I really didn't want to talk about art. I really didn't. Um, and that's just really because of how I've been feeling. And I, I really feel super detached from it. Um, even though I know that it will take nothing for me to get right back into it. It's just, just how I've been feeling about this project. And it might be because I'm burnt out, uh, just based on how hard I've been going at it for years and nothing I have really shows me a path where it's worth still fighting for. Um, when I think about that, I think about how, like, if I were to turn my art into, like, a t-shirt company or apparel company or a streetwear company, um, having different products and kind of doing different designs and customs, there's a lot of heavy thought I put into it. There's a lot of ideas I can do. But the reality is, is that um, I think I would need more people around me to um, kind of support that kind of dream. Uh, and that's mostly because, and this is something I talked to her too, uh, that night after my other neighbor left. But we were talking about art. And for the most part, I was talking about where I was where I saw where she was, uh, things that she was kind of tapping into that were very similar to what I believed I tapped already into. Um, so I felt like uh, I was falling into a place that was very similar to um, uh, Mary. Um, Mary was a girl that I used to work with uh, in one of my last jobs in Los Angeles at a bakery restaurant called uh, uh, <laughs> I can't really pronounce it. It's like French. It's like a La Pen Quotidien or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, here, uh, I actually have the internet with me, so let me let me check. Um, uh, yeah, so it's called Le Pen Quotidien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but it's French. Uh, it's like a bakery franchise that's kind of competing between like a Starbucks and a Panera Bread. That's kind of how I would describe it. Um, so, I, anyways, about Mary. Um, she, she was a girl who uh was in her early 20s I was in my late 20s um and she always had an interest in doing art um but she never had anyone around her <clears throat> as like kind of like a support fixture that would kind of help her springboard towards art um 
over months, I would say that uh, she and I got close enough to the point where she would trust me to be like a mentor, um, teaching her art, sort of like kind of how to draw, but also like uh, the different routes of art to take, like the school path. Um, the artist on your own path um, and over the years uh, I'd say that from what it looks like she uh, she's been going to I think community college of some sort taking art courses um, it's, it's kind of really nice to see um, her growth um, and it's not the first time I've mentored someone and they've kind of uh, found their own path with it. I'd say it usually happens every other year or so. I meet someone uh, who's creative, but in a way lost. And, and looking for some advice in terms of how to express the creativity within themselves. So Mary was one of these people. Um, still very cool. Uh, it was always strange how she kept her boyfriend a secret, but I mean, over time, it wasn't really that big of a deal and lesser of a deal now because I don't really live in California anymore. Um, I think the last time I talked to her was earlier this year. And things were okay at one point, but then I think just because I'm not really in LA I'm not really relevant in her life anymore so it's fine it's just that's that's where things are I'm I'm, I'm proud of what she's become and who she's trying to become um, and so when I met this neighbor and we were talking about some of these things like just where I was in art in general um, it made me think that she might be looking to jump on that path like Mary. Um, I tried not to jump too far and too deep into what I did at first, um, but just trying to explain the things I was seeing and what she was doing, recognizing uh, similar traits that I was kind of diving into. Um, I really genuinely felt that uh, she was on a path that could be better than mine. And part of the reason for that is just because how I view my art project. Um, again, just to catch everyone up to speed, um, my art project was uh, art based on attraction. Um, you can kind of jump through the last episode it's it's not very specific but it's in there somewhere about how i'm describing this art project um i don't really want to describe it here uh just because this this podcast i i was intending to kind of take a certain route um but with the the neighbor going back to it um the more i'd say the more i shared um the more that she shared, which was different. Um, 
in the past, like this has happened like maybe six or seven times. I, I don't even really remember or recall at all, but it's, it's not the first time um, that I've gone back to someone's place and kind of continue to talk about the art. And then in a way I get kind of crippled in just talking about the art where it doesn't seem like there's anything else that's relevant. Um, and so the same thing was happening with this neighbor and I just, I believe I just felt like the, the dam that was holding back all these feelings about how I felt about my own art just kind of poured out um, and I didn't know how to get out of it. I knew I was kind of like in this newer place with this level of comfortability because for one, um, this neighbor had a different kind of presence for the most part. I'd say extremely kind, uh, you could probably say understanding, um, I want to say uh, very book smart. Um, but it's, it's kind of one of those things where the more I talked, the more she contributed. And then there was also these moments of acknowledging each other for some of the hardships and then also kindly complimenting each other at the same time. Uh, like I remember one of her first compliments was, um, I think I even might have used part of this explanation in the last podcast, but it's, uh, um, like I was talking about language and, uh, creativity and how there's a scientific study that, uh, ties within the human DNA when it's passed on to others. There's, uh, about 30% of it that's specifically for, I think, uh, language. Uh, so just specifically the way that we communicate, which makes sense because, I mean, we're, we're naturally communicating with our mouth and eyes and then also our body language. So there's a lot of uh, things that you can kind of isolate some of those things towards and um, how things are kind of passed down generation to generation. I started looking at that mostly because I was uh, I was doing research on my culture, my family, my history a little bit, um, trying to understand uh, like the Hmong people's um, story of it just being an oral history. The language is completely oral. Um, the stories and the songs were all just sung uh, or spoken to or spoken about. Um, and I would say maybe 10, 15 minutes later, we're still talking. Um, she brings us up like this really unique way of complimenting that I hadn't really experienced from any anyone really um, 
it, it was kind of very flattering, but at the same time, like, yes, I, I wish that I, that was a sign that I could have reacted upon to, to show that that was extremely nice. Um, but I just got more and more in my head. And it's not, what I want to point out here is that my intention in, in all these conversations I was having with her, and I, I could say this is probably similar to most of the other interactions I've had where it's gone back to someone's bedroom and we're talking, I would say that it always kind of falls into this place where I'm overloaded with thoughts. One, because the lack of inexperience in that type of scenario. Two, because I was blindsided and I was not ready to think about intimacy or a relationship, but those thoughts started showing up in my head more and more. Um, it didn't, it didn't hit me until later, and I'll, I'll get back into this later. But I didn't realize how I felt about the situation. Um, I just know that we were sitting there at her place talking for four or five hours um, and I think maybe the second time we went to go second or third time we went to go smoke on her balcony um, she made a point to say that she was going to kick me out <laughs> just because it was late and I took that as a sign that if anything was to happen it's when she said those words um, I recognize that because there's intent behind it and it's not just like get out of my place it's kind of like make a move or don't make a move and I didn't make a move I didn't kiss I didn't close I didn't hug the only thing was I exchanged Instagram just because I showed her some of the art stuff I was doing when I was emotionally vomiting um, I didn't I didn't escalate the situation because my headspace would not really allow me to it's kind of like when you're in a deer in headlights you get that flight or fight mode and uh, I led with inaction. Uh, that night was a good night, as sad as it could be. Uh, I say that because, like, uh, for one, when I think about it, uh, clear signs were there that she might have been interested. And I'm only using this because I'm, I, I've thought about the situation maybe hundreds of times just because I can't get it out of my head um, I think about it and more and more of those thoughts just kind of come back might be because of the way I've exercised my mind in terms of trying to remember these expressions or these moments these gestures but it's they kind of come back very clear um, like it's not just a memory it's almost like in my mind it's set like a fact because of what I can kind of recall but um, who knows I might be making that up as uh, 
as I'm further away from that day. Um, but I went home really, really shocked. I remember sitting in my bed, crying, mostly because um, I understood that in my situation in life right now, I would perceived, I would be perceived as a sad person. Like there's, in, in most of that conversation I had with her, there is no real happy expression. It was just uh, talking about art, the fearlessness with art, and then the lack of art in my current life. And it was the weirdest thing because when I think about things like this, um, I have no real filter in those moments where I'm just expressing myself in front of people. Um, I think the art has kind of bled into the part of that life where it's freed me from a lot of things as much as it's crippled me at the same time now that I can see it. Um, like it, it feels like my art is more responsible, but in a way it also sounds like my art isn't a part of me, so I'm kind of like not really taking the blame for it. Like it's, it's kind of fucked up in that way, but... Um, I was just simply overwhelmed over and over and over um, and I knew I knew there was something there like I connected to something because it was unusual compared to most interactions I've had um, especially with women I would say the few interactions I've had with women where things have kind of, uh, I don't want to say spiral out of control because it, it kind of leads the wrong idea, but um, things have kind of gotten more quote-unquote interesting. Uh, you could say potentially intimate, but it never really crossed the, the line of intimacy. Um, most of my head was kind of just wrapped around this idea of failing and mistakes and it was very small at first that night um, the following day I just couldn't uh, <clears throat> couldn't really hold back uh, what I was feeling I reached out to her <clears throat> I think it was something like just saying hey uh, would like to see you again uh, maybe collab since one of her last words that night was like uh, you should come over uh, and then maybe we can collab on something when she said goodbye in that way it was for sure different than most girls because um there was a sense of uh, longing in her tone. Longing for something. Pining at something. I, I, I don't know the word I want to use. I really don't. 
but uh, there was something in the tone of her voice and the way that she carried it that night where it, it clicked a certain way differently than most most people um, and we didn't meet that day and was kind of very upset about it because um, for one I as much as I spend all this time making art on attraction I really don't agree with the method and the madness of how people kind of handle relationships and dating and that's partly because of my frustration with it and my experience with it um, but I just don't understand it like I, in my personal opinion in my belief um, and it's very naive I know this but <clears throat> if it feels like it's real you have to act like it's real like you both are on the same page and I'd say that Wednesday when she said that uh, at first she said yes let's hang out and then hours later she was too tired I hurt I hurt a lot um, eventually this made sense later um, but I left her as is uh, for I think maybe a couple of days and on Friday I said Sunday I head off uh, let's see about meeting so this is all within like that first week of November um, and that Sunday I had off uh, texted her in the morning uh, I think we scheduled to meet sometime around 1 o'clock uh, after lunch um, and then she came down to the parking lot uh, we were talking with ourselves for a few minutes on a smoke break um, even though we hadn't done anything <laughs> uh, life of a smoker I guess um, but then uh, there was another neighbor who came down and I don't want to say I blame her, but I'd say that uh, this neighbor <clears throat> kind of ruined the mood in my head, I would say. <clears throat> um, most reality is, is that I can only blame myself for my own perception, um, so I can't really say that it's her fault, but um, I felt like there was less intimacy with the neighbor around and I think that uh, that took away from my concentration from everything um, because instead of thinking about just this neighbor now I have to think about another neighbor who I'm just now meeting um, and I didn't say hi to earlier that morning when I was doing laundry so it's it's kind of like um finding this balance of being nice and cordial even though I wasn't really nice and cordial and then 
then she took forever to kind of walk away. <laughs> she took like a fucking hour to talk to us. Um, and I could tell... I could tell a lot from the reaction of the neighbor I'd, I'd been getting along with that she was annoyed that the other neighbor just wouldn't leave. Um, and it was different than uh, the moments I would catch with her that I saw that like in conversation the previous night there was a lack of eye contact. Um, and I tried speaking to people about this too, but uh, I don't think it really made any sense. Um, I think I can kind of pinpoint her lack of eye contact in terms of a way to kind of help her process things, overthink, overthink things, or kind of <clears throat> look to uh, find an understanding in the conversation. And I think that's mostly because um, like you're hearing in these podcasts, I'm just constantly rambling, 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 rambling. And, um, I'd say eventually the other neighbor left and we decided to go up to her place. So this would be the second time at her place. Um, up the stairs, I distinctly remember almost tripping and falling. Um, I remember walking up behind her, up the stairs, and trying to be cordial, but not unable to stop staring. Um, I could feel within myself that I was attracted to her. Um, I don't know that feeling how do I avoid this I don't know if that feeling was just an urge Um, but we eventually made it to her place and uh, she decided to use the restroom at first and this was a clear sign that there there was expectation for something to happen in her place. Um, and I'd say that because um, the intention became more and more clear. Uh, we were painting right next to her bed. Um, it was a small studio similar to my own. Her place is slightly bigger. Um, but we were painting together uh, that was my suggestion um, we were painting and uh, I think we were painting for like 3-4 hours and the exchange in painting was like kind of switching back before, back and forth between different paints and different brushes and in the course of 3 or 4 hours like there was a lot of exchanges weren't really talking too much too heavy but I can see that she kept feeling more annoyed that I didn't really make a move I could tell Um, but the more and more I saw some of these things kind of happen 
the more and more I was reminded of previous encounters. And then I'd say that, like, the shame of not having that experience to know what to do in that scenario and not trusting myself kind of started to creep on me over time in those three or four hours. Um, I think we took maybe two breaks total in painting to go smoke a cigarette. Um, and I'd say that towards the end of it, she was really starting to warm up uh, in terms of trying to get closer and closer in engaging with me. And it's not like I was against it. I just didn't know how to make my own move and trust myself. And that's only because with the art that I've been doing, I felt like I've just been cutting myself off over time. Um, and with these interactions I'd have where it seems like the art has kind of been a strong point in my personality and there's this connection that tries to come into play. It's not like I'm against it. It's really not like I'm against it. <clears throat> it's it's more that I, I just don't have the confidence within myself to make a, a move. Um, I hadn't been... I'm, I feel like... It's one of those things where that moment where you say fuck it, I just wasn't angry enough at myself to say fuck it. I feel like now I have that anger. Um, but obviously now I have nothing. I have no real opportunities to kind of proceed in that way. Not with anyone other than maybe my left or right hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just trying to be real here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of interesting to say that, but um, uh, I remember on our last smoke break, um, the sun was starting to set, and we'd been talking. I felt like we were getting really comfortable with each other. Um, and I felt like when we went back into your place, there needs to be something that needs to be done. And the only thing I can think of was to ask her out. And here I was already the second time at her place. She's already shown interest. And here I am taking like I don't know, 10 steps back in the wrong direction. <laughs> like, it's really fucking sad. Like, I, I, I should have just made a move. And I know this gets into, like, dating and uh, dating advice and such. But the reality is, is that um, with me and my art, my art has always found a way to kind of teach me more about what I don't know. Um, like there's these deep moments within making art or thinking about the art where strong epiphanies come <clears throat> good or bad sad or full of joy or laughter 
Um, usually it's like a weird form of hysteria. Like my mind thinks, oh, wow, I can't believe I just realized that. And uh, that's kind of what I was realizing in that moment where I need to make a move. Um, so we walk back in. We're maybe like two feet away from her bed. We're standing and talking and I don't know why I went this route, but I was like, hey, are you single? Then I was like, because I'm thinking about all this other shit you're doing with your art and there's all these women, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a spiral of bad things to say. (laughs) Where you don't really know how you're wording everything and you can't really fully process anything. Like, less is more. And in those moments where you're trying to make a move, I know this over years of trying to figure this out for myself, that I should have just shut up and made something happen. Uh, a gesture of touching her hand, um, maybe finding a way to to kiss her, get closer to her, sit next to her. Like I, I, I asked her that, and I asked if she wanted to go out, and. I remember her falling onto the bed, sitting down. Um, um, so I guess this is the unexpected intermission. Um, I'm recording off of my phone on the Anchor app and uh, rudely interrupted by a robot call um so that was very annoying um i think let me let me try to think about where i was (laughs) before i was interrupted um uh it was something to do about her sitting on the bed the neighbor um so i just asked her out and she sat down and i remember first thing she said was I'm not looking for anything serious and I remember in that moment I sat down I put my arms back on the bed tried to lean into that resting position try to feel the tension try to understand where my mind was it was just complete silence for three four five six seconds she didn't look at me and I just felt like the lack of eye contact really hit me and her saying this I didn't know how to take it and it's not like I felt like I was hurt Um, I looked at myself and I realized in my situation I'm right there anything can happen at this point she's within arm's reach 
I can try to see about getting her attention to look at me. I could try to to reach out, touch her shoulder, or kiss her or something. But in my mind, all I can do is overthink. And a deer in headlight, and I just said, maybe I should go. I stood up packed everything I had within seconds. I remember her stepping towards the desk after standing up so fast, so upset that I just killed everything there. I think as I look back at that moment where I was packing things up, she walked up right behind me, didn't touch me, and asked if I had everything. I said yeah and walked out. I remember basically running down the stairs, walking up to my apartment, laying down on my bed, and then just the wave of thoughts and emotions just hit me. I was sobbing for hours. And that's mostly because you know, when you kind of make a mistake or you do something wrong or you know you miss something and you know you're just right there, it, it hits you extremely hard. Um, like, I hadn't felt this way since, uh, like, it's, it's really bizarre to compare it to my sister's death but it's kind of like that same feeling where you know you're responsible for that mistake obviously obviously doesn't have the same weight <clears throat> because she's a different person um, and I can't really blame her for it because those are my decisions makes me feel frustrated about that moment. It really does. I mean, it's mostly out of sadness. Um, maybe pity, if that's the right emotion. I felt worthless. I felt like I felt like I didn't deserve anything of it. Like when I walk away from that moment and I think about it clearly now as if I've had time to process it like it's it's kind of tied into this aspect of shame and 
distrust in myself. Over the years, I've kind of had to kind of prove it to myself that I was a type of person. Like, I was a person who um, did things that he thought was right. Never for myself. Ultimately, for myself. And trying to be the best image of myself. But that meant never really trying to be selfish of others. Meaning, trying not to take advantage of others. When... When I think about what I've been able to do with my art and the encounters I've had with people, like it, you can kind of see how people kind of use those moments into manipulating people out of what they want. And since I had the upper hand, the advantage of being an artist, presenting the art, talking about the art, with the research, the study, and and the expressive visuals. Like, I felt like most of the time, I had the upper advantage. Um, and that's only because I control the situation because, in a way... In a way, I was presenting myself. And I could defend myself. And the art. But it... it I would say most of the time, it felt like it was just nothing but that. Hard to separate the two. When I look in conversations that people have had with me... I can kind of see the switch in their eyes where I go too heavy, too deep. Um, and I kind of blame it on the idea that I don't know how to switch those conversations to a topic to be more light. Um, but I can read it. And I can read those moments where it just doesn't feel right to continue those type of, those type of conversations. Um, I've done it in the past where I've been able to kind of maneuver around it and mostly that takes a lot of preparation in terms of the mindset. Um, it was an easy mindset early on when I started the art project because um, I just started with what I knew which was the internet and from the internet starting from researching well how do you get a muse, how do you get someone to work with you, how do you, how do, you do things as an artist. Um, and you kind of kind of piece together this idea that you need to basically be a pervert for life not a pervert uh just per se to creep on people but every aspect of your life is kind of like being perverted and kind of making things bigger than they are because as an artist it's through your lens you have a vision you have a, a palette of taste that you're interpreting towards uh, and creating uh, a specific perspective that no one else has. And it's the same thing that applies to all, all forms of art, all forms of expression, I'd say. Um, but when I think about how... Well, let me slow down here. When I think about how it relates to her... Um, there's all these moments where I kind of hyper-focus on. And that's partially from the art that I do where I've trained myself with my mind to kind of um, recall, I guess, micro-expressions is one of them. Um, but also gestures and kind of these moments that I would, I would have. Very strong memories because... I've learned to kind of tie the 
memories to specific feelings and emotions so you can kind of be able to recall certain things if you can kind of recall those emotions so certain things can kind of come out um, uh, a lot easier with some of that method um, from what I understand with uh, people who are strong learners and I say learners as in learning is a skill I think there's like Jim Quick and I don't know her name, but there's this young woman somewhere in her early 20s, I think. Uh, she's Mongolian. I think she lives in like Sweden or something. But uh, she taught herself several languages, and basically, she can learn things really quick. Um, and some of the method, from what I remember hearing, sounded very similar to what I do with the art, which is kind of place. Um, you're, you're learning to place different uh, different memories, learned experiences, um, and you're tying specific emotions or um, uh, you're assigning it different parts of your reality is kind of how I want to say it. Because some people use their, uh, their body in a way, kind of like a map. In recalling these things or they're using different methods of recalling things in general for me I go based on emotion and then I can kind of recall specific times days that I've had with those instances for certain things happen and I kind of think and overthink those situations and kind of repopulate them in, uh, in a visual form um, so I can kind of recall these hyper moments with the neighbor and uh, it doesn't help that that's partially why I'm kind of crippling myself with these thoughts uh, when it happened and uh, man it's hard to admit this but I just kept texting the first text I sent that night it was hours later and she checked it and she hearted it and basically I just couldn't hold back, like, I admitted to making a mistake of not hearing her out, and I think she understood, um, and I'd say, although she understood, um, it was clear that now I fell into a different part of her life I say that because now the messages became distant um, I think three or four days later I think I texted her to see about hanging out again I think it was that Wednesday so it was like a week after I met her we were talking uh, kind of all day and I can kind of tell that she wasn't really looking forward to that kind of conversation where it was like an all-day conversation bled into like art again but also more like career path and stuff and it felt weird um, I, I, I don't know how people normally manage this but it, it's kind of like um, 
people shut the door on you and they're talking through the door at you it really feels messed up when when it feels like they're talking through a door but I get it I made the decision to walk out um, not only once but twice um, I think about it and part of me believes I should have just stopped there um, but I ruined it again that night on that Wednesday um, I think I said something along the lines of uh, I don't want to speak for you but it doesn't feel like we're connecting or we're on the same page and I really wish there we could be on the same page I wish I don't think I said I don't think I said I wish but I, I think I said something along the lines of I really wanted to see you um, and I think she knew that uh, she had to write me off I'd say I tried reaching out to her less um, this is already a second or third week and uh, I'd say that I didn't stop trying to reach out her reach out to her well let me reword that it's more like um Every week I reached out to her, basically, for November of this year. Every week. I have to admit that. I, I feel I feel like I have to be honest about that, because it's just not truthful if I don't. And it falls into this place where now I'm chasing her, because beforehand it felt a little bit more mutual, like we were chasing each other. Um, and... To be honest, it, I deserved it because it also, I'd imagine this is also how women punish men, silence. Um, and I get it, it's uncomfortable. Uh, but the, the thing is, during all this time in November, I had so much other things going on in my head and I just couldn't get it out. The shit with my mom, the shit with my brothers, the shit with my family, the shit with work. It's just all this shit, you know? Just diarrhea everywhere. And it didn't help with this girl being around like this. Like, it... I felt like I was trying to look for a best friend. Because my time in here, in Minneapolis, I... I I don't really have a friend to depend on here. I have brothers, so family, I have family. But family leads a different life. Everyone chooses something different. And to some degree, your friendships are closer to the life decisions that you're making. So there's a lot more relatability. And I'd say that the way I was connecting with this girl was 
much deeper and impactful than the relationship I was developing or had with Mary from years ago. Like, I was partially stunned by it because it's, um, like, all the shit I was going through with my art. It's hard to kind of separate the two. Because at first, the feeling I was feeling in early November was that, like, who the fuck is this person? Like, I still want to say this to her. To her face. I don't know if I'd, I'd say it in the same context of tone. But I'd say something along the lines of, like, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you to kind of bring out my art out of me? Like, that's how I feel about it, but that's not entirely being honest with myself either because I was happy that someone finally heard me. But it's also fucked up that it's in this context of, like, tied into this scenario where, like, I feel like someone likes me. But all these mistakes have kind of just led me to not be justified as a person anymore. Like, all that level of intimate conversation is dead. Dead. And that shit hurts. But I get it. I was the asshole who walked out twice. Like, I have this level of frustration in me where it comes from sadness, but it also comes from, like, rage at myself. And when I think about this rage, it, like, starts at the pit of my stomach and goes along my spine and through my shoulders and up my neck. And it's a similar feeling to when I was vandalizing the the side of the highway of Highway 10 in Los Angeles that was bridging towards the 405. And if you don't know about it, <clears throat> it's just one of the largest intersections uh, in Los Angeles. Um, the 405 is the biggest highway in Los Angeles, I would say, uh, just because of the amount of traffic that flows through there. The 5 highway is pretty heavy too, but it's not as many lanes I feel like um it's just like this crazy amount of rage where um I just decide I just don't care what the results are I just want things to change and I felt like that more and more as the month of November went because I had no control over this situation. Not anymore. I gave it up. And I could tell that it felt like regret. It felt. Um, and sadly, that wasn't the last thing that happened with the neighbor. I, uh,. think about this um I was kind of spiraling and losing it and kind of going through these moments of not talking to her for X amount of days I tried to span it as long as possible but it just felt like it just felt like I was regretting 
more and more of my actions and I just couldn't fix it things starting to slip away and the only thing I can think of was like how do I express myself how do I go to my default self how do I get back to making something something that means something to me I don't really care if I laugh or cry about it I just want to feel something from the art that I'm making like this dead feeling of not knowing what this is the words to describe it it's kind of like a weird panic attack of nothingness it's very empty but it's also very painful um, it's not like I felt like I was a broken person or like I was betrayed it hurt not not getting that kind of reaction out of her anymore but it fucking hurt um, and that's probably how she felt to be honest with myself I probably ruined a lot of it um, and I don't know if it was on purpose or not I'll take the blame for it but I just don't know if I did it on purpose or not like a lot of these actions when I think about it it's kind of like my default setting in my behavior um, minus the talking the talking stuff I, I felt like I tried to control that as much as possible except for the moment I tried asking her out stupidest mistake ever like I was I'm already in that situation and then I'm asking for another situation I, I, I've been trying to process this stuff and uh, what I'm leading to is that uh, one of the final things I did um, I think it was like November 20th is when I did this I I got on my IG and I felt very self-sabotaging. I called onto my last post for Instagram. I hadn't been posting for months. Um, I think the last thing I did was something on Procreate on my tablet that I made. But I think uh, it's... I wrote a few paragraphs detailing where I was with this art project. Uh, but I sent I posted this thing after I sent her this bizarre text uh, it was kind of like weird it coded uh, basically it outlined that I changed my mind that I didn't want to do a portrait of her and that uh, I wanted to buy a portrait of her which was more than likely not what she wanted. Um, I could tell that she, like me, took things very personal. Um, but I'd imagine she was against that idea and felt like it was very personal. And I think potentially took what I said to heart with some other things like art has this kind of overwhelming power that people use to manipulate each other with some of the stuff. Um, when I said this to her, 
it was mostly because I didn't know where she was coming from around the time she was asking about like uh, like an art job like it felt when she was asking about an art job it, it felt like I was back in LA and all people are doing in LA is just looking for a leg up they're just using you and looking at you like an opportunity it, it was kind of rude for me to say but I didn't feel sorry about it because I just hated this feeling that I always had with this art. Like six or seven times this has happened where I've encountered someone and it it doesn't feel like a friendly thing. Like it feels like they're reaching for intimacy. Um, Like if I were to ask out a girl, that's how it felt from a girl to me. But in this message that I sent her, uh, I think it also said, like, uh, something along the lines of, I think I'm over this situation or something. I'd have to look back at it. it. I remember less of what I wrote and remember more of those moments. And it... <laughs> It's kind of weird. I can look, I can look it up on my phone or something right now, but I, I, I don't really feel like it. Um, I don't think it's entirely important, but the fact of the matter is that message she saw and didn't respond. Uh, and I knew that it, it threw her off. That I wanted to buy it, but she didn't reply. And then a couple days later, I took to my Instagram and wrote this post explaining as much as I can about the project without really getting too heavy detail uh, outside of that was my last post on that account. Um, It was the last post on that account, and I didn't really explain this properly, but um, it was the last post because I felt like the project is kind of eating away at me. I, it's true that not making art that eats away at me and I said that too in it but I wasn't clear the the art project in what I was doing it ate at me in a subconscious way I think where because I tied myself so close to it I just couldn't separate it from these interactions I'd have with with uh with potential intimacy, I guess. Like, I, it's not even really important that I bring out those specific people in, in those encounters. I'm only bringing up this neighbor because it's the freshest thing to memory. Um, and I think maybe the next day, I knew she read it. I knew she read it. Uh-huh. I tried to make it purposely put out there. Because... I felt like this project can't exist the way it is anymore. Like it's eating me up inside. I I don't have control over the situation where if I wanted something, I couldn't really grasp at it with confidence. Because I always felt like there was this 
feeling that was tied to the art that women were pining for. I was uncomfortable with. Uh, but it made sense. It makes sense that it's not directly because of the art. Like it, that part's my reception, my perception of the reality there. Um, it's kind of painful to kind of picture and understand that, but uh, I was kind of overwhelmed by that feeling by not having real control. And that the day after I sent that. Uh, I put that post up on my Instagram I think a day or two after I messaged the neighbor one last time saying hey uh, what are you doing tonight and then I saw her say oi (laughs) I don't know why but I decided to look it up on Google what does oi mean and then as soon as I read it I was like this doesn't look friendly. And so I said, I don't think, I don't think you'll want to get to know me. Something along of that line. And then I think the next sentence was along the lines of, I'm blocking you for your own good, goodbye something along that sort very short um very painful for me to write i never explained why um but i knew in that moment i needed help uh i tried to process as much as i could the next few days um and come monday or tuesday i I look at myself in the mirror and I'm at work and I just see this dark hanging mood over me and it's just eating away at me harder than anything else that I have experienced that month of November. Obviously again today is December but I could tell that my mental state was wearing thin. Like, any moment I could do something rash. I could feel an instant burst of anger, an instant burst of sadness. Hysteria was creeping on its way into my psyche. Um, And not only did I I blame myself, but I started blaming my heart. very heavily like in a way I know I blame my heart but it's really just a roundabout way of saying I blame myself it's it's what I'd imagine the artist does to self-loathe his own work no love for himself undeserving of love and I don't mean love in just the sense of intimacy I just mean Overall, even when it comes to respect or decisions, it's like a big emptiness for me. So I tell my brother that I'm reaching out for help and seeking therapy. Um, The brother who's been supporting me financially, kind of helping me with 
my student loans. Uh, he's been a really good brother, and I felt it was important to tell him. Uh, I I was impatient over these last couple of days of trying to get some kind of comment from my therapist to kind of ground me. And I finally got that yesterday, I think, or this morning. Um, just this idea that I, I shouldn't be hiding the art if I believe it's a representation of myself. Uh, I always kind of knew it, and I always think that if you ever really want to find the answer, you got to ask yourself, and I think it's slowly starting to seep in in terms of how therapy really works. Um, it's not my first time kind of experiencing therapy as in college I took an art therapy class and there's always therapy in the art therapy class. Um, small assignments, journaling, creating stuff and then journaling about it. Um, <clears throat> but I'd say that uh, when, when I think about this therapy, what kind of helps for me is finally it feels like someone is willing to accept these long moments of commentary I have because I don't know how to shorten everything it's just continuously rambling and it sucks like I, I feel like this from the bottom of my heart that like it really sucks that I can't be this open with everyone. Like, I can't express myself this way. Can't talk deep. Can't talk long. Can't talk hard about these situations that no one talks about. Like, when I think about my nephews and nieces and how they grow up, I don't even know if they'll ever reach this emotional maturity that I know that I've reached. I know that a lot of people aren't really at this level. Uh, where they're just constantly expressing themselves and I give that props to my art and also my lack of understanding of how human behavior naturally works because when I think about being a teenager I don't really have a lot of memories of being coached by my father or my mother about these scenarios of just interactions There's, there was no real confidence moving around a lot and it it really hurt when I think about these situations like it's just continuous guilt tripping myself that I'm just not worth it like I think about all these interactions I've had throughout my life and I mean there's no one to blame but me I'm the one responsible for these decisions in my life and when I think about this recent thing like I kind of feel like there's a way to bridge it with this neighbor I don't even really care anymore that like I I don't have the same feeling like I did before where who the fuck is this person anymore I, I still kind of want to say it because I mean I, I've never met anyone as similar to me up to this point um, and I say this because like she is creative and she can kind of understand this point of view um, like her background is very heavy in art as well, so she she understands the process, and 
I can tell that based on how she was judging my process when it, with my art and the exchanges of our, our conversations, it made sense where she was coming from all this. But I could tell that the resentment that she had for me not making these moves grew on her. I don't think there's a way to really fix it. Although I have a strong desire to. There's kind of like this lack of confidence that comes towards trying to fix it, but at the same time, kind of knowing that like there's there's nothing to fix. Time heals all, but it's kind of just broken and a mess. And it'll stay that way unless I try to do something. But at the same time, if the memory is still fresh, she'll likely still say no. And when I think about the situation I'm in, it's kind of like... Um, How do I say this? It's kind of like, uh, I'm losing my train of thought. I don't know. I think I've been going on like this for an hour. But, let's see. How do I close this episode? Well, I guess that's pretty much it then. I don't, I, I'm losing my train of thought and I can't really even think about it. I guess the only thing left to really say is I'm in therapy. Um, I don't know if it's good or bad. The questions I'm being asked in therapy look like they're pinpointing potential issues and I'm, I'm happy about it kind of dissecting everything um, but I don't know I don't know if therapy will really help me in the end. I think that's that's what I would want to admit first. Um, but what I do know is I shouldn't have been putting all these deep dark thoughts onto her. Those were kind of conversations that needed to be shared with a therapist, now that I know. Um, because people don't want to talk about these things. And it's really just upsetting when I think about it. Like this level of disgust that I have about it. Like. It just doesn't feel like um, there's a lot of genuine people around just conversation. Like, I know conversation is not meant to be good or bad, it's just meant to be exchanges. And I know I judge myself heavy on all these things 
but I, I feel like we're just lying to each other. Like, if, if I can't be this honest, I just feel like I'm lying. And I remember when the neighbor tried, she didn't try, but she did, pull away in conversation. I think it was pretty clear that to her that I, I'm just not there. Um, but yeah. So I think this is probably the end. Uh, this is probably a really long podcast. So um, thanks for listening. And again, I am your host.